Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uh, Cosmic Navigator third season as for the actual episode. I think it's around 12. Hmm. Uh, I haven't checked. Something around there, somewhere in the teens. Let me close the door so it's more aesthetic. So, we're heading towards a new moon, a new moon in Scorpio, a lot of new beginnings, especially new beginnings that represent an end. So this is the paradox of the new moon in Scorpio. Scorpio, as you know, is the sign that celebrates death and makes death so beautiful. I don't know if you live in a place like... Uh, uh, in the northern hemisphere, probably in the northern part where we have a lot of trees that shed, it, right now they are starting to change their clothes. It's kind of interesting because it's almost as if the zodiac is built around the trees. So during Libra, which is the sign that came before Scorpio, Libra is the fashion designer. It is everything that has to do with aesthetics and beauty and uh, design. So it's as if at that time, kind of Mother Nature is measuring the trees and trying to see what kind of color or what kind of um, <clears throat> design would work the best for them. And then comes Scorpio and brings it into action. Scorpio is the cutting of the uh, fabric for the clothes. And then the trees are dressed in their beautiful foliage colors, the red, the, the, the yellow, the orange. Everything that relates to this season, to the season of Scorpio, you might have wondered why Scorpio is associated with pumpkins and um, the whole orange-red scheme of things. Now you understand. Libra is green. That's the color of Libra. But when we move into um, a Scorpio and the trees start changing their colors of their coat, we are moving towards that period. Now, it's interesting because also in the Tree of Life, we'll mention it a little bit today uh, in the context of the beauty that death brings about. You see that uh, sphere that has to do with magic and transformation, Mercury, the one that leads us into the realm of the underworld, the underworld and brings us back uh, into death and resurrection. The psychopompus in mythology is Mercury. And Mercury is the ruler of the orange sphere, the pumpkin sphere in the Tree of Life, which represents magic. And we also see that in the Tree of Life, there is that path, that connection. It's called Nativ Chochmah, the, the, the path of wisdom, in a sense, that flows from the archetype of beauty, which is the heart. And it goes to eternity, which represents art, design, colors. And the path that leads from beauty to art, from beauty, that moment when something, you capture that beauty to the moment you draw it or write about it or sing about it or compose something about it, is actually the path that is associated with Scorpio. So it is if death to beauty creates art, when you want to take something that is uh, fleeting, like uh, a beautiful sunset or your youth, in a sense, not that I'm saying that you're not beautiful when you're older, but that youth that we uh, put on a pedestal when you're 17, 18, 19, 20, all of this culture, that dies. And as it dies, you become beautiful, not when you are actually beautiful. So that's the teaching of the tree of life, that beauty dies and sacrifices itself to herself and the sphere after eternity or victory, you sometimes can hear it. 
uh, it says victory. It's basically Netzach in Hebrew, and Netzach has the root for foreverness or for, for eternity, but it also is a conductor. That's why the music is associated with art, but it's also victory and the victory of beauty again, not victory necessarily of the sword. It's not the sphere severity which has to do with war. This is kind of a victory that is uh, presented by peace. Ultimately, peace is much more victorious than war, of course, by default. But anyway, let's honor war because we are now in Scorpio, ruled by Mars, the god of war. And tomorrow, March on um, November 13, we have an interesting new moon. It's a new moon that is very um, crucial because I told you there is a paradox on this new moon because new moon represents always a time to push things forward, to begin new uh, projects, to kind of boldly go uh, where you haven't gone before, especially when you're talking about the new moon in Scorpio, which is ruled by Mars, which is all about action and movement and making things happen. But Scorpio is the sign of death. We talked about the tarot card of Scorpio is death. Nature pretends to die. I'm going like this because, you know, my tree is, is in front of me, basically. So the idea of this period is endings or bringing them into some kind of transformation and transformation by default represents an end of one state in order to become another. So Scorpio is all about death, the underworld, Pluto, Hades, and yet we have a new moon. So what can that new and all and end or the new and the old, the beginning of or the completion, they come together? You know, you can call it the belt of the zodiac because you put the end and the beginning to tie your uh, pants or you can actually call it uh, Ouroboros, you know, the... Uh, the serpent that bites his own tail or the dragon that bites his own tail, whatever creature you're into. The, the, I think the main, let's say, lesson or what we have to come out of this new moon is that it's a great time to start and end. Meaning that you knew that there is some, I don't know, relationship that is not working for you for a while. This new moon can represent the beginning of cutting away from this relationship. Why is it important to do it during Scorpio? Because Scorpio is not only death, it's by default resurrection or rebirth. Whenever you talk about death, you always have to talk about birth because basically the same coin, uh, the other side. You can't say like, I want uh, uh, to have uh, a quarter that only has heads on both sides. You can't have it the same way that there's no two pe uh, one person with two heads. So... Everything that has to do with Scorpio is the ability to cut things, to let go of things in order to resurrect, in order to give birth to something new, to a new reality. So it, this whole new moon, which is basically going to last 28 days, basically until the 11th or 12th of uh, December, right when Mercury is going to go retrograde. So literally you have a moon cycle right now before Mercury goes retrograde and the end actually year, the year actually ends even before Christmas, December 12, 13. We'll talk about it before. Yet you have now a month with the moon, at least two weeks when the moon grows as long as what you're trying to grow is what you're trying to let go. So either grow the courage to let go, grow the means to separate yourself from something. But this is, even though the moon is growing, a great time to let go of something. So think about it as a new moon that specializes in cutting things out of your life. It's almost like you're going to the dentist so that he can start doing your root canal. So you're starting your root canal and at the end of the root canal, you will have no root going to be dead so 
Again, anything that you want to start, that you were planning for a while to let go of, to cut away from, tomorrow will be a great time to do that. And we'll talk about it in a second. So that's the season that we're looking at right now. We'll talk also about the Sabian symbol because it's very, very interesting to talk about it on Veteran Day. For those of you in the United States right now, uh, today is honoring the Day of um, Soldiers, Veterans Day, which is kind of interesting because I don't think anybody planned it. But who knows, you know, the fathers or whenever it was discovered, I mean, whenever they instituted these, these holidays. But we know that the fathers and mothers, uh, uh, and let's say the founding mothers and fathers, uh, maybe have did it. Maybe they did it on purpose. At least Benjamin Franklin would have done it on purpose because he was an astrologer. But the rest, I'm not sure. But anyway, it's interesting that we have Labor Day during Virgo, which is all about the sign of work. And we have Earth Day on the 22nd of April, which is always Taurus, which is Mother Nature. And we have Veteran Day during Mars, a ruled sign. Mars is the god of war. So sometimes it goes really well. And those holidays are, again, astrologically based the same way that Christmas and Passover and Rosh Hashanah and um, um, the birth of, of Buddha were astrologically or are astrologically based. So let's start as we do in uh, looking at the week ahead. It's a pretty intense week this week just because of the Mars conjunct with the sun, which we talked about, and the fact that it's all happening in Scorpio, which is ruled by Mars. So first of all, today, today we are preparing for the new moon. That's a very, very comfortable. Tomorrow we're going to have the new moon on Monday. Monday is the day of the moon, obviously, Lunis, uh, from the Luna. So tomorrow on the day of the moon, we have the new moon in Scorpio. The moon does not like to be in Scorpio. And you might have felt it already today in the morning when you woke up and felt a little bit kind of down or a little bit fallen. Uh, I always tell moon in Scorpio, fall in love or fall from grace. You know, that's the fallen moon. And the moon in Scorpio is interesting. My moon is in Scorpio. So when I found out that my moon is in a fallen place, after I found out that my Saturn is in fallen and, and my Venus and my Mars and everybody in my chart except the sun, thank God. So I got really upset about it and I started investigating more. Why is the moon fallen in Scorpio? Maybe they're all wrong and maybe the moon is very auspicious in Scorpio. Well, it is depends what you want to do with it, like everything. You know, everything that seems to be inauspicious uh, for one person could be especially auspicious for another or something that's inauspicious for you here could be very auspicious someplace else or something that could be inauspicious right now could be auspicious in a different time. So that's a relative thing. But the moon in Scorpio is fallen because it's going into the underworld. So it's not fallen because it, she fell and something's wrong with her. It's more like the moon is descending into the underworld, into the subconscious, into places where you can't access her as easily because Scorpio is the sign of the occult, hidden energies. So what we have tomorrow is the fallen new moon. Not necessarily that it fell from grace as much as it's leading us into the underworld, into the bottom of the pit, into our subconscious, into places that we would rather not visit if it is all possible. So the moon 
in Scorpio is intense. It is the moon of transformation, the moon of magic, the moon of the occult, the moon that can really help you tap into other people's money, other people's talents. If you have a partner in work or in life, you might get a lot of really powerful insight today, tomorrow, the day after even about the business or the funding or the ta talent or even the self-worth and psychological condition of your partner. Again, partner in work or partner in life. It's the same. In astrology, So that's the qualities of the moon in Scorpio. It's very magical. Uh, one of the favorite books that you should maybe read during this period is Master and Margarita. If you read it, you'll understand. We did actually a book uh, club at the beginning of the pandemic, if you remember. And this was the first book because it is my favorite book. Maybe because my moon is in Scorpio. But it talks. it's a, it's a story about an artist and a witch, uh, which is highly recommended. But anyway, Bulgakov. The moon in Scorpio, a moon of transformation, a moon of change. So if you want to shed something, you want to brush away from something, you want to cut something out, you want to go deep, you want to understand something all the way to the bottom of it. If you want to do some research, best ever time is now during Scorpio and especially to begin it now with the new moon in Scorpio. Remember, we don't have any shadow of Mercury retrograde, any shadow of Venus retrograde, of Mars retrograde, of any eclipses. Even Saturn, the Lord Karma, started going direct uh, a few days ago. And I don't know if you followed, you, it, it's something that uh, I'm happy to be happy about. You know, there's sometimes there's certain, uh, let's say, predictions that I hate when they come true. And in this case, it is something good. Remember, we talked here about the Writers' uh, um, strike that was in United States, at least the Writers Guild, and a week after the Mercury goes direct because they started their um, strike during a Mercury retrograde. So when the Mercury the after went direct, a week after they signed the deal, and that's why if, a week ago I think I posted on Instagram that I think that the writer the actors' strike will be done right after Saturn goes direct. Don't forget that Saturn has been retrograde since about middle of June. And lo and behold, two days after uh, Saturn went direct, they came to an agreement. So we know now, because that's what I told you, the beautiful thing about astrology, is that you can learn from connecting the above and the below what's going to happen next time when Saturn goes direct. So if there's disputes or there is issues when Saturn goes retrograde, most likely when Saturn goes direct, especially when you're dealing with corporations, or organization, whether it's the union, whether it's the um, studios, because Saturn is ruler of Aquarius and Aquarius is all about people, communities, governments, organizations, large groups of people that come together. Remember Leo, the opposite sign of Aquarius is my will. Therefore, Aquarius ruled by Saturn is the people's will or our will instead of my will. And that's why when Saturn goes direct, especially I could predict it because Pisces is the sign of cinematography, images, cinema in general. Uh, the first photography that we have taken on this planet or the first images, the first use of camera obscura was done when, Mer when um, Neptune was discovered. And Neptune is the ruler of Pisces and Neptune at that time was in Pisces. So we know that Pisces is associated with images because it's also associated with imagination. And God knows for cinema, you don't need one person's imagination. You know, you need 400, 500, 600 people's imagination, including makeup and hair and writing and, and directing and editing and music and everything. So... That's, by the way, why the moon in Scorpio and Scorpio in general is associated with production, meaning working with other people's money and other people's talents and investments.
that's the logic behind it. But anyway, Saturn is now going forward in Pisces. It's zero, zero degrees Pisces. And Saturn is a slow planet. So right now he's at the essence of Pisces. And Saturn in the essence of Pisces is like we talked here. It's like homopathic. You know, the more diluted is that... Um, diluted? Diluted, whatever you say. Uh, the more... The, the, the less there is of something, the more there is of it. We talked about it last week. So zero, zero degrees of any sign in astrology represents that idea that the zero, zero is absolutely nothing. The Saturn just moved into Pisces. Yeah, but because it just moved into Pisces, it is the strongest. Imagine yourself walking in the desert for a long, long time, and suddenly you see not a mirage, but an actual well that has water and oasis. And then your first few drinks or, or, or the first few um, tastes of that water, okay, that is the essence of the water. That's the taste of the water after being in the desert for a long time and, and that moist on your tongue. That is the essence. Yeah, well, you can drink much more. You can drink a whole bucket and later on, you know, uh, Pisces, one degree, two degrees, 10 degrees, 15 degrees. That's when the buckets come. Okay, but that's already an addition and you have to be careful not to drink too much. But there's those first few um, licks of the water, you can say that's the essence of that sign. So the same thing with every sign. If you have in your chart zero, zero, anything it is you're taking that um homopathic medicine you're taking that little bit of nothing that can be everything so the new moon in scorpio is starting today kind of but tomorrow is going to be stronger and the thing that is going to be pretty dramatic especially tomorrow monday the 13 of november it's kind of uh interesting it's 13 13 is actually a very lucky number so don't worry about that the only thing that we have tomorrow, which is intense, uh, to say the least, is a very challenging new moon. So why I'm saying it's challenging, A, the moon is fallen, so that's already hard. B, the moon is 22 degrees um, Scorpio. The sun is going to be 22 degrees Scorpio. Uh, sorry, the sun is going to be 20 degrees Scorpio. The moon is 20 degrees Scorpio. And Mars is 22 degrees Scorpio. That's going to be in the actual... Um, new moon that's not easy because the moon represents instinct reflex we're not thinking too much uh, on top of mars shoot first then ask question you know what it's actually in scorpio shoot first don't even bother asking questions just bury it so that's why the instinct will be to attack the instinct will be to send back an email that's nasty the instinct will be to text something uh, really obnoxious the instinct will be to retweet something you should really not retweet it's actually all of light so be extra careful because there's going to be more aggression than normal on monday tuesday wednesday because up until thursday this week we have that sun mars conjunction on top of the fact that we're starting a new moon in scorpio and we are in scorpio land which is ruled by mars mars is in scorpio right now so the next 10 days at least are very very significant warlike or war wise and again the good aspect of it is you're connecting action and emotions so if you could do a little exercise and just write down what you're feeling right now, you're feeling sad, okay, right sadness, you're, whatever you're feeling, and you can even express what you're feeling towards certain subjects, certain projects, certain people. And then next to it, write what action do you need to take? Action to take to elevate the situation, action to take to resolve the situation, to eliminate the situation, whatever it is. And again, be, be aware that during Scorpio, it, you know, people say that Scorpio are very brave. It's true. 
But they're brave not because they have no fear. They're brave because they overcome fear. So if there is something there in your action that means uh, escape, I would erase it. That's probably coming from Saturn in Pisces, the sign of escapism. Nothing to do with Scorpio. Scorpio is confrontation. So there can't be action of escape. There could be retreat or regroup or reboot. Yes, but that's because you know that you're going to gather your your troops and then conquer something new. So you make a list of your emotions and then you make a list of the actions that need to be taken in order to resolve, uh, enhance or quiet some of these emotions, if that makes sense. That could really help you tie the archetype of the moon, which is emotion, and Mars, which is action. Action and emotions. That's the big thing this week. It's all about giving, walking the talk in a sense. Talking the thought in a way. So again, new moon, new beginning, new beginning to end things, especially if you can put them in contact with action, real action. Besides that, Venus is in Libra. It's kind of interesting what we have this week. We have Venus, the goddess of beauty, love, art, peace in the sign of peace. But remember, we talked about how you have the south node in Libra. It's not giving venus all the power to be peaceful because we are disconnected from libra it's almost as if we are now excommunicated libra until january of 2025 the libra not people libra don't start you know putting libras in uh, uh, some uh, work camp i'm talking about basically the libras inside of us is a little bit more subdued Uh, the green was taking some of its uh, colors out but we have mars the god of war in scorpio which is ruled by Mars. So it's kind of interesting that we have Venus in her own sign and Mars in their own sign. And overall, also what's happening on the new moon, which again, when the moon, new moon is afflict, afflicted, it's not only a, telling us that we're going to have a difficult day tomorrow because the moon is having a hard time. It means that this whole month that starts on the new moon, according to the law of beginning, is going to be a little bit more challenging or a little bit more difficult. So whenever a new moon is afflicted, like this new moon, it means that these whole next four weeks are going to be a little bit messed up. So we can look at how, in what way. A, Uranus is opposite to the sun, in opposite to the moon, opposite to Mercury, literally opposite. Uranus is now 21 degrees Taurus. Taurus is the opposite sign of Scorpio. Now the moon, Mars, and the sun tomorrow are going to be around the same degree retrograde, I mean, um, opposite to it. Therefore, Expect the unexpected. Remember, we talked about a month already, two months ago, we always talked about how Uranus is now in Taurus. It's on top of the sun of Bulgaria, if you know what's going on there politically. Israel, Palestine, that's why there is the wild card in those countries. Any country that is ruled by Taurus, any person, companies, organization that is ruled by Taurus is going through this unpredictable thing, the wild card, the joker that is now pulled. And, to, and this week, the joker is stronger. So this week is especially intense for you guys. And also, um, any countries that are ruled by Scorpio, for example, Turkey, can also be influenced by that because the dynamic that we're having on this new moon is Uranus, the wild card, opposite to the sun, moon, and Mars. That could cause accident. It can cause you to do things that otherwise you wouldn't do, good or bad. No. It also means that there is an element of unpredictability. That's the only thing that's predictable. What is predictable? That there is going to be something unpredictable. And that's something we have to deal with. In what realm? Well, it is associated with war, Mars, 
It is associated with uh, technology and innovation, Uranus. It's ruling. It's also associated with home, family, because the moon is involved. And there could be some issues with bosses, figures of authority, leaders of states because of the sun. So again, a new moon that is difficult, that extends for four weeks. So just take heed. Not the easiest time. And the new moon tomorrow is intense. And on top of everything, Mercury is squaring the black moon on the new moon. Uh, and that is never easy. Okay, again, the black moon is associated with the moon. So it means uh, slander, uh, misinformation, mis uh, uh, communication. For example, I just read a, a, a research or a poll that came with Harvard uh, University that found out, found out that between the ages of 18 to 24 in the universities of the United States, 30%, a third believe that... Um, the events in October 7th were propaganda from Israel and actually all the kidnapped kids and uh, adults or women and uh, rapes and all that was just um, a misinformation. One third of people in universities, a place you're supposed to be educated between the ages of 20, 18 to 24. These people, of course, will grow older and, and you know, with these kind of ideas. And, of course, in 10, 20 years, they're going to be in charge of the, of the country. Hopefully, by then, they'll be educated by the very universities that now, at least after a month, decided to say, oh, well, there is, seems to be some anti-Semitism around the professors and among the um, students in our university. That's great. You know, finally, you caught up with the rest of the world. But again, 18 to 24, these kids... One third of them believe that October 7th didn't really happen the way it was and that there was no slaughter, you know. So no wonder they're in the street uh, adoring Hamas, you know. But anyway, that's precisely Mars in uh, Sagittarius. Because remember we talked about Sagittarius, sorry, Mercury in Sagittarius. Mercury is all about truth, mass media, philosophy, your your what you believe in. And when it is in Sagittarius, it's uh, basically in exile. It's not connected it's disconnected it's like i'm using this mic and this mic is not doing anything i'm just putting it there so again tomorrow difficult time mercury squaring moon in in uh, virgo can be overcritical a uh, using lie to uh, assert your uh, um, argument so be extra extra careful and definitely uh, avoid any trolls avoid any uh, discussions on um, instagram or tiktok and all Stay away from that because you're not going to persuade anybody. Nobody's going to persuade you and it's just going to be annoying and emotional, especially with the black moon. Just be careful. Tuesday on November 14, we have uh, the moon moving into Sagittarius, which is uh, easier to handle in many ways. But the sun is getting closer and closer to Mars. Like I told you, the biggest thing this week is Mars on top of the sun which happens once every, um, how much does it happen? Yeah, it's happening about once a year, but it's not always happening during Scorpio. So that's why it's kind of intense for us. So again, uh, just be careful of aggression, uh, the need to uh, conquer, the need to uh, subdue, the need to overpower uh, or um, unnecessary wars. Choose your battles wisely as you can. Now, on Tuesday, the moon in Sagittarius is actually pretty good because it's touching Mercury and it's kind of awakening some intelligence. Uh, so hopefully some people are going to be either, oh my God, what have I done to yesterday on the new moon? I've done something terrible. You know, some of us will find out that we have a way to fix things because the moon in Sagittarius is about teaching. It's about the truth. Uh, so it can help us, definitely. 
Uh, that's a good thing. Uh, what else is happening that day? The moon in Sagittarius is very good. It's going to be in Tuesday and Wednesday for studies, for learning, for uh, traveling if you have to, uh, getting your mind a, a little bit clear because it's it's fire but it's easier to handle than the the moon when it's drowning in scorpio and what we also have during that day is a nice vibe between venus and mercury that's actually very good for art for business so if you need anything creative you need anything to do with writing marketing sales anything to do with business in general uh, that will be very good especially for design for uh a relationship if you need to have some conversation that is meaningful with your partner in work or partner in life that will also be a really good day to do to do that wednesday the moon continues uh, in uh, sagittarius the moon of truth and philosophy but because mercury is in sagittarius that could be a little bit more difficult about on the truth but communication should flow pretty easy and wednesday and thursday and even friday are the peak of that sun on top of mars something's happening uh, Wednesday, Thursday, that has to do with war, aggression. Um, just be extra, extra careful, especially because it's opposite to Uranus. Now, the good news is that Uranus is going backward. So that means that the Sun and Mars are going forward and Uranus is going backward. So they're, they're breaking away. They're fading their uh, opposition, which is going to really help us, to be honest. So that would be good. And one of the things that is beautiful that's happening this week, because it can't be all nastiness, is Neptune being in Pisces. Neptune, we mentioned, is connected to beauty, uh, to photography, to cinematography. It uh, was associated with that because it was discovered in the middle of the 19th century when uh, also photography and the origin of cinematography was explored. That was also the spiritualist movement at that time. If you remember the Golden Dawn, Kabbalah was very, um, started to come into the mainstream. Uh, also yoga came from India because of the uh, British Empire taking over India. So there's a lot of changes that were going on when Neptune was discovered. And Neptune in Pisces is back there since 2012. And it's um, having... Um, good influence this week to the sun and to Mars. That means that your meditation is going to be about action or this is a great time. If you never, if you have slacked on your yoga or haven't been in yoga for a while or never done it before or never done meditation, this week is great for it because of that Neptune training your sun, training the sun and Mars and of course the new moon. So, Tomorrow, one of the best things to start is an ex I mean, anything to do with yoga, meditation, dance, movement, photography, cinematography, intuition, healing, empathy. Those also would really work well. So Neptune, this whole week, is kind of giving us a good massage, in a sense. It's giving us some good flow of energy, especially because... Um, it relates to dream. It relates to sleep. So one of the things that really re would really be good this week is to spend more time sleeping or taking nice siestas or meditating for a longer period because definitely that trine from Neptune can help. The only thing is that on Wednesday and Thursday, the moon is squaring Neptune and that can create a little bit of issues with escapism, um, injuries, maybe some kind of um, lack of focus, daydreaming. So just be a little bit more uh, careful. It also could be some deception and lies. So again, on Wednesday. But the fact that Venus and Mercury are very much in sextile, they're opening a little door for you Tuesday, Wednesday, that could be very practical, I said, for business and for relationship. 
On November 16, Thursday, we have uh, the peak of that sun on top of Mars. It's going to be on Friday and Saturday. Like I said, the God of War is being put on, a, on some kind of a pedestal because it's, it's getting uh, the sun to shine on, on top of it. It's coming to central stage, you can say. Uh, again, it is mellowed by, or let's say lubricated by Neptune being in Pisces. Neptune is the God of the ocean wet energy to kind of um, quench this situation of the sun and Mars. But the opposition is starting to get to fade away, which is great. But overall, the moon moves into Capricorn. So we're going to have the moon moving into its exile sign. So the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, moon in Capricorn. It's not too bad for everything that has to do with connecting to something traditional, something more grounded, something maybe that you've done in the past that you can return to. Moon in Capricorn also means more going inward a little bit more. It's more, um, I wouldn't say pessimistic, it's a little bit more subdued. So the moon is going to also be opposite to Vesta, which is kind of interesting because you're supposed to go home, but then Vesta, the goddess of the home or the goddess of the hearth, is in Cancer, the sign of the home, but it's opposite to the moon. So there could be some challenges within the family on the weekend. But the moon in Capricorn, it's great for something to do with discipline. So connecting your emotions, your feelings or what you're doing or your habits to some discipline then again, we have on Friday, the Mar Mars is already leaving the sun, so it's, it's moving away. So that's going to be a little bit easier on the weekend, hopefully. Uh, we have Venus getting closer and closer to the opposition with Chiron, which is going to be more dominant next week. So next week, main thing will be definitely that Venus uh, relationship and partnership opposite to Chiron, which is the wounded healer. So that's going to be next week. Uh, we have Saturday... Um, Mars and the Sun coming together officially. That is the peak, let's say, of the... Um, so I guess... Where is that? Yeah, so I guess the Sun still catches up on uh, Thursday. So we still have on Saturday and I guess uh, Sunday uh, and Monday. Yeah. So, okay, let's, re let's, uh, let's return back a little bit. So what we have is that Mars up on top of the Sun is guiding us this whole week is going to be there dominant until Monday. It's not going to fade away like I imagined. So it's wishful thinking. So what we're going to have this week is definitely the most important thing is the Mars getting closer and closer to conjunction with the sun, peaking on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So that will be the peak of that energy. Now, again, if you want to be led someplace, if you want to lead somewhere, if you want to initiate anything, sun on top of the Mars is not bad, especially in the sign that Mars rules. The only issue we're having is definitely that square to Saturn, which means the Lord Karma is involved in that action, which is never a good idea, especially if it's a square. And the fact that it's still tainted by the opposition to Uranus, which is unpredictable. And even though you plan that you're going to use your Mars on top of uh, the sun to conquer that place, suddenly you realize that there is a big cliff and you can't really conquer that place. You're going to have to conquer someplace else or be careful because somebody else is trying to conquer you from behind. So again, unpredictability. But definitely that Neptune is going to help us as much as Neptune can help us. But the, the, the focus of the sun on top of the sun, on top of Mars, is definitely strong Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That will be the hardest thing this week besides the 
New Moon. So a few things I wanted to um, share. I think we mentioned one of them. If we look at um, what did I? Yeah, the beauty of death. This is an example. I think it's from Colorado. Um, Aspen. I think it's close to Aspen, Colorado. But again, what I'm looking at, just that you guys in Instagram see, is trees in different colors, orange, yellow, red, whatever hues is in between, and green. And remember, the beautiful thing about green as a color and what it means metaphysically is that green is right between the warm colors and the cold colors. It's considered not cold, not warm, even though some of the greens more closer to blue, like turquoise, maybe will be considered cold. It's kind of on the border, which is interesting because Libra is the sign of green. Libra is the sign of beauty. And Libra is the balancing. Remember, Libra starts on the day of the equinox, when the day and the night are equal. Like saying the cold colors and the, and the warm colors are equal in Libra. So when Libra drifts away into Scorpio, the sign of death and transformation, that's when we have this manifestation of beauty. And always it's a reminder that that beauty is the beauty of death. And this is the tree of life. As you can see with the 10 spheres, this is the, t- the sphere of beauty, which is yellow, funny enough. Um, and yellow and this golden energy relates to the heart. It relates to the center of the tree. It's the capital of the tree. And the path, or in Hebrew, native, that connects beauty and eternity or victory, which is the sphere of art. So what connects beauty to art that is supposed to document that beauty is the card death, which we mentioned is associated with Scorpio. So Scorpio is the death of beauty, so it can resurrect in art form through eternity. So that's the path that we are now walking on in this next uh, four weeks because of the new moon in Scorpio. The new moon in Scorpio, the Sabian symbol, funny enough, it's actually not very funny, a soldier derelict in his duty or ruined in his duty, which is interesting of what's going on right now in the Middle East, what's going on also in Ukraine. There is a lot of soldiers right now, and it's interesting to talk about it in Veteran Day, and that the Sabian symbol of the new moon that starts today and ends tomorrow is a soldier derelicts or ruined in his own duty, meaning the war that destroys the warrior, I think. And if you look at the signs, which signs get it where, I think I have it on Instagram, uh, also on TikTok. By the way, my name, my handle in TikTok is the same, Cosmic Navigator, uh, with a, a dash between, not the dash, it's an underscore. Underscore is cool, yeah. Underline something. Anyway, the for Aries, Aries, there's some kind of new beginning with passion, sexuality, intimacy, working with other people's money, other people's talents. With Taurus, it's all about relationship and partnership. Obviously, Taurus is the opposite sign of Scorpio. For Gemini, it's all about work, health, diet, routine. For Cancer, it's all about love, happiness, creativity, getting pregnant, children. For Leo, it's about home and family and real estate. For Virgo, it's all about communication, marketing, sales. For Libra, it's all about money, talents, self-worth. For Scorpio, it's about everything because it's happening in Scorpio. For Sagittarius, for the next next four weeks, it's about letting go, mysticism, meditation, cutting things out. For Capricorns, it's all about communities, people, groups, organizations. For Aquarius, it's about career and focusing on something new in career. And for Pisces, it's about traveling, foreign cultures, foreign traditions. Now, 
the Sabian symbol, we talked about every degree in the chart has a symbol. And when the new moon is where it is tomorrow, the activation of the symbol is a soldier ruined in his own duty. But don't think only about, oh, I'm not a soldier, so it doesn't matter. Yes, you are a soldier. You do have Aries someplace. You do have Mars someplace. You do have Scorpio someplace in your chart. So there is a soldier inside of you. Whose soldier are you? Where, where do you feel you are the warrior of light? Wherever that area is, there could be some issue, this new moon, that has to do with you ruining yourself because of the fight that you're fighting. So it might be a need to change the way you're approaching a project or approaching a, a conflict or approaching a campaign because those are the things that Mars represent. Again, Mars is not only about war. Even in the book, I specifically, of Book of 2024, I specifically mentioned there on the section of Mars that, yes, Mars got really bad PR because it's the god of war, but it's also the god of vegetation and the god of seeds and the god of planting. Of course, when you are um, going to plant something, you need to, uh, uh, you know, lift your or roll your sleeves up and you need to get into action. You need to be a bit of a fighter, a warrior in order to make it happen. So, yes, farmers do have to struggle in a sense and they do have to work physically, which is what Mars represents. Um, but the soldier can also plant. It doesn't have to only uh, weed out. So to remember that that soldier is also inside of you. Another interesting thing that happened on November 2nd, if you didn't notice, the last Beatles song was released. Now, the song is Now and Then, which is very appropriate. Of course, uh, AI was involved the same way that it was involved in the Peter Jackson uh, Get Back movie. It wasn't about AI making John Lennon's voice or pretending to be John Lennon. It was just enhancing their, his voice or being able to draw it out of the um, demo. Now, the interesting thing is that the, the song itself was considered as the third Beatle, it was considered for the third Beatle reunion uh, single that was in 1995-1996, which was uh, supposed to be a retrospective project, the Beatle Anthology, following Free as a Bird and Real Love, both based on Lennon's demos. Now, again, when I say 95-96, for you guys, it's supposed to immediately open some kind of... Uh, Red lambs, red light, and it is Saturn return, right? 2023-2024 is going to be the Saturn return of 1995-1996. That's why I mentioned in the book of 2023, the murder of um, Itzhak Rabin that started the tilt in Israel towards the, the right, which accumulated this uh, last year, was in 1995. Oslo Accord, 1993, Palestinian state, considered to be born 1994 so we're now dealing with definitely the ramification of saturn return not only with war and everything nasty it could be also something good that's why i told you mars adheres to saturn return war and then also venus art and union and peace and beauty and love is associated with saturn return it reached number one in uk and germany which is kind of karmic because if you remember, the Beatles actually became famous or started performing in Germany before they moved back to England and became what they were. And of course, they are from England. So the fact that it was re it reached a song number one in the billboards of UK and Germany is great. Now, it's interesting. In January 1994, precisely a Saturn return, the year John Lennon was uh, postmostly induced, induced into the rock, and, um, uh, the rock and Roll Hall of Fame by his widow, Yoko Ono, 
She gave Paul McCartney two cassette tape that she previously mentioned to George Harrison. So you see again, Saturn returns. So in 1994, she gives the guys the demo that they extracted the songs in 95, 96, which they decided not to use. And Saturn return after Saturn return, the tapes return, and then we can listen to it. So it's kind of um, interesting how they started working also on Now and Then in 1995. Again, Saturn return. So anybody around you who is born 1994, 95, 96, definitely take, uh, take, uh, help them out. They're going through a pretty uh, tough time. And another thing that I discovered, which is interesting to talk about in Veteran Day um, and related to Scorpio. So what happened was, uh, lately, because of the war in Israel, what happened is that soldiers are dying. And there is a new um, program the, to extract their sperm from a person who died and then offering it to the parents or to his uh, wife if she, if, or girlfriend if he has, because some of them are young, 18, 19, to use later on to have as um, the possibility of him being a father a father from the afterlife. Again, we're talking about Scorpio. And it's kind of interesting because what's happening right now is that they're starting to sign soldiers even before they go to battle to ask them if they want their sperm extracted. Because just in um, the last year in Israel, there was like 10,000 births that are in vitro because it became like a in vitro empire they call Israel. But anyway, the sperm need the sperm needs to be extracted within 72 hours, preferably within 24 hours. So now when uh, the uh, the army sends somebody to tell the parents or the family that uh, their son or their loved one died, they're also immediately offering that option of having that extraction taken out. Now it's really interesting because so far 33 people in this war alone asked to do it, the family. And one of them actually is uh, a gay couple. So again, it's interesting how it crosses uh, different segments of society. The biggest issue is having orphans later on, seeking their dad or realizing that their dad basically uh, is is not their real father. Um, And also, a lot of these soldiers are not sure if they want to have children that are raised by somebody else so again that's kind of an interesting question again it's all scorpio sperms are ruled also by scorpio with aries Uh, soldiers remember with aries is ruled by scorpio and all of this is coming out during scorpio season this dilemma now when they did the same study with cancer survivals uh, cancer patients men who are young men cancer patients uh, to ask them if they wanted to get their sperm um taken out and, and saved, 88% said that they don't want to. And those are the people that didn't have partners. So when somebody had a partner, they had that intimacy of Scorpio, they wanted it. Now, why am I talking about it right now? It happened to be Veteran Day, Days of Soldiers, because of the element of resurrection. You know, here we have somebody who died, but they want to take his Scorpio essence out, the sperm, in order to create a rebirth. Now, if he died and this is his sperm, maybe he'll reincarnate into being his son. Does that make sense? I know it sounds really kind of weird, but if you're dead and you have your own essence given to another um, or mixed with either your girlfriend or somebody in the future, uh, there's a lot of women who are now um, 
opting out, opting to actually receive that sperm from a soldier who died, like honoring them in a sense, continuing their lineage in a, in a way, you might, as the dead soldier, decide to reincarnate there to continue your journey with your family of uh, souls, which is what we do. So that's an interesting thing that is happening again in Scorpio. Not only songs can resurrect and give and reborn, also people and souls. Um, another thing that was happening this week that kind of made me disturbed, and I'll share it really fast, it's part of that Saturn in Pisces, zero, zero degrees Pisces, Saturn. Remember, we talked about it. And the problem with Pisces, it can get fanatical because Pisces rules religion. And that's why we're hopefully coming out of the age of religion, uh, which uh, gave us, I mean, from, if you look at the age of Pisces, it really gave us, gave us Judaism, Christianity, Islam, even Buddhism, even though Buddhism started 500 years before, even if the Bible was written 400 years before, the real Buddhism, real Judaism that we know today were only formed after the year zero. So Saturn in Pisces, we are completely under messianic uh, storm. Not only in Hamas that is ruled by uh, messianic people who believe that Allah talks to them personally. Not only in Israel, in the government, there is quite a lot of messianic people that are causing a lot of trouble. Now in America, after you guys, not you guys, I can't blame you. After Mick Jack, uh, Johnson, Mike Johnson was um, uh, chosen to be the Speaker of the House, we're having a complete, you know, it's almost like uh, playing cards. We have now the three... A full house of messianic uh, crazy people. And that's why he's even called the MAGA Mike uh, Johnson. Um, and this is from the New York Times, Our Broken Christianity Politics. In ABC, Rachel Scott started uh, to ask Johnson about his effort to overrun the 2020 election because the guy was basically one of those people that supported Trump in his big lie. So we're talking about a nice Christian guy that believes in the Bible and the Ten Commandments that says that everything he does comes from the Bible, and yet he's a liar and tried to steal. So before he could finish, uh, Johnson's Republicans colleges started uh, shutting him down, shutting the reporter down, and he simply shook his head and said, "Next question." And then his political philosophy was really revealed with uh, Shen Hannity, another liar in Fox News, another lying uh, institution. And he said, someone asked me today if the, in the media, they said, it's curious. People are curious. What does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick the Bible off the shelf and read it. That's my worldview. Okay, I did that. So worldview. For example, laws in the Bible, Leviticus 21, God shuns those with disabilities. Okay, so God tell Moses that anybody with a disability is a second class citizen and it isn't allowed to come near or offer food of his God. God cuts out hatchbacks, dwarves, blind, dead, mute, anybody who's in a wheelchair, any of those who are disfigured or deformed. Uh, cannot come closer, or those that have festering or running sores, by the way. So if you have staph infection, stay away from God. Women are worth less. That's according to the Bible. Leviticus 27. A man is worth 50 shekels. 50 shekels is about $10. Uh, well, soon it will be $10, $11, something like that. Women, however, are only worth 30. By the way, that's about the same proportion that in America, uh, um, white men uh, was or let's say a black slave was three-fifths worth of a white man. So it's kind of interesting. 
death penalty for incest, bestiality, homosexuality, prostitution, blasphemy, disobedient child. If you have a disobedient child, you can stone them, by the way. And that's the thing that Mike Johnson believes in. Leviticus 19 uh, provide rules about clothing. I mean, I should definitely check his wardrobe. Uh, one unfamiliar to modern readers. It states, uh, you shall keep my statues, of course. Thou shall not lie, uh, let thy cattle gender with diverse kind. Thou shall not sow the field with mingled seeds, neither shall the garment mingle of linen and woolen. So if you're wearing linen and cotton, you're, you can get to the to jail and of course if you be if you oh my, i'm gonna go to jail immediately because if you put in the same field a few different seeds you're in trouble with god i mean this is the laws of the bible you know pick up the shelf the bible you'll see all of it written you know i have in my front yard a fig tree an orange tree a lemon tree a pear tree a pomegranate tree a cherry tree native californian tree and uh, a peach tree i mean it's not that big of a place. I mean, I have it. It's about two, two rooms. I just put them all together there to be happy. According to the Bible, I am um, an infidel. Now, also, a very important rule for you guys to remember, because now that he's the Speaker of the House, you should be aware of what kind of laws this lawgiver is going to give. Uh, in the Bible, it says that if a thief breaks you into, you, in, into your house at night you can actually kill him to defend your home. But if the burglar is uh, uh, coming into your house, breaking in during the day, the owner does not have the right to kill the burglar. The, the, the thief have to go to court and the crime. So just remember that if, you're, if a burglar comes in the middle of the day, don't kill him. You can get into trouble with Mike Johnson. Another thing, if you're looking at the New Testament, because he might say, oh, the Old Testament is not relevant. Well, in the New Testament, it says, Jesus said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brother and sisters, yes, and even his own wife, he cannot be my disciple. We're talking about the gays destroying the family value. What about that? Luke 14, right? Then in Ephesians 6, 5, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Meaning that slaves are totally fine. And even if a slave is misbehaved, uh, Jesus even tells them that they can beat them up. The next day, uh, as they were leaving Bethany, this is a scene from Mark 11, Jesus was hungry. I can understand. Seeing uh, in a distant a fig tree in leaf... <laughs> like my fig tree, he went to find out if he had any fruit. And when he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. And because it wasn't the season of figs, you know, figs are usually July, August, September. He probably came there a different time. Then he said to the tree, Jesus said to this tree, Jesus is basically cursing the tree. May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And this his disciples heard him say. Okay, he had a bad day. I understand. It's just person. Matthew 10, 14, 15. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from the house of the city, shake off the dust of their feet. As surely I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than the age of judgment for that day. Basically, any city that doesn't recognize me, they will be there and end up worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. So, there is so many rules in the New Testament and the Old Testament. We call it text jacking. It's basically being very selective about what you want to take from the Bible. And we talked it, about it quite a lot. But again, this is the age of messianic fools. And we have to somehow be able to survive all of this. Hopefully, somehow.
But anyway, on the 30th of November, if you're around, uh, we're going to do a 2024 class, the first one that's going to be online. So uh, it's online. And also, if you're in the desert, I'll be there in um, uh, Palm Spring. We're going to do that in person, but also online. And the information is in the chat. Um, also, the book is out. And please, if you did read it, I know there is a little bit of a problem with my books and review. I'll tell you why. Because people like to review at the end of the reading the book. The only thing is you end reading the book... Uh, at the end of 2024 and then if you put the review then it's kind of late so if you can trust if you read a few pages or chapters and you feel that it is worthy of a review please that would be a great uh, thing for the algorithm it's not for me it's for the algorithm and amazon amazon algorithm are hungry for reviews so anyway have an amazing week amazing new moon uh, stay away from the bible in your shelf if you want to understand uh, mike johnson because that's going to make it very confusing for you guys and you might be uh, finding yourself in jail very soon uh, based on the messianic uh, uh, testaments and i hope you have a meaningful fallen moon and that you don't fall into places that there's no way to come out of have a great week